playing small. That's what I've been surrounded with lately. People who are playing small and they know it. There's no benefit in playing small. And while it may have gotten you here, I promise you, it won't get you there. That's what I'm talking about today on the podcast. It's time to play big. I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you are here. I've got a great episode for you today. I mentioned in the last episode how I pick my, well, I've mentioned this a lot, actually. I pick my topics based on what I see happening around me because things always happen around me in themes. When it's one person is struggling with something, I happen to see 10 people struggling with it. And one of the things that has really been in the forefront lately is playing small and knowing it. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. This playing big as I see it, why we're not, what we need to do, because it's everywhere. Quickly, though, I don't know if I mentioned to you all that I have something new happening with my digital course. I have not planned my 2022 yet. I know it's almost December. I need to get on it, right? I haven't planned my 2022 yet, primarily because I just redid my eight-week program. It's now a 12-week program. It's really amazing. And with my digital course, I added a video component where you can send me videos and I give you video feedback. So there is a touch point with the digital course now. And that was always the problem. People wanted that touch point from me. They wanted to hear what I had to say about their voice. And now with my amazing coach, she figured it out. She figured out how to do it. That is something that I'm offering around the clock, year round. All you have to do is go to the website, captivatetheroom.com, under the work with me tab if you want to participate in that. And it's really a great way to get going on something. Maybe you're not ready for the 12-week program. Maybe you're not ready for that kind of investment of time or money. Maybe you just want to dip your toe in things. Well, this is a perfect way to do it and get feedback from me. This is especially critical if you are playing small. Now, sometimes people may not realize they're playing small, but usually people do. And recently, I've had a lot of people in my sphere know that they were playing small and know that they didn't want to do that and know that it was costing them. And it is. It's costing you. And I'm going to have a little bit of crossover from my last episode because it is all a big rubber band ball anyway. There are other options in really everything. 
Now, psychology of the voice is really special, and there may not be another option in that, but there are a ton of voice coaches. There are a ton of life coaches, business coaches, financial analysts, accountants, right? And that's totally fine. There's no criticism, but I want to hone this down to, am I hearing in your voice what I need to hear? Because if not, I'm going to go to the next person that does what you do because I'm looking for a sound and I need to hear those shades of you to know that you get me, that I get you, that you can help me, that you're on the other side of what I'm on, that you're, you know, whatever it is. And it's all subjective, but where we run into trouble is if you're not playing big enough for your people to even know you're their person. It's really interesting to me that how I feel and see certain things I hear. 100% I work off of sounds, microscopic sounds. I chase patterns. I follow themes. I have done extensive, extensive, extensive research on sounds. I have coached into the thousands now, but occasionally, Certain things I physically feel in my body, certain times I see things. Now that sounds just as crazy as hearing things, right? I'll never forget this time I was working with several healers. I was coaching like three healers out of Australia at the same time. I was still on the East Coast. I was up near New York. And one of them, she did something and I said, I said, oh, hold on a minute, your sound stuck in your throat, which is generally a sound that I work off of. But occasionally I will see little hands. Y'all are going to think I'm crazy today. I'll see little hands pop up in front of the mouth as if they are blocking the sound from coming out. And I casually mentioned this to this woman. I didn't think anything of it because it is something that I had seen before. I don't see it all the time, but other things. Sometimes I see other things. And she said, wait, 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 wait. Say that again. What did you just say? And I said, oh, I see these little hands pop up blocking your sound from coming out. And she said, oh, you're clairvoyant as well because clairaudient, or I'm not even exactly sure how you say it means I'm a voice intuitive, means I can hear sounds in a way that not everybody can. And I said, well, I guess so, because I see these hands come up occasionally, but every single solitary time for years now, when people are playing small and they are ready to play bigger, I get chest pains. My whole chest locks up. The same thing happens with extreme resistance. When there is really significant resistance, my chest locks up. My chest locking up is how I figured out the bulletproof glass in connection. It's a physical feeling that I have followed long enough to know it consistently represents certain things. So I call it being up against the wall. And I started telling people this in the early, early, early years of my career when I was still teaching typical voice coaching and I would work with people and I 
knew they were playing small, and I would literally feel them and see them up against a wall. And when I see them, it's like mind's eye seeing. You know, there is a bigger version. And so my first question that we have to look at, and this is always my first question when I'm coaching people and when I'm working with people is why? Why are you playing small? What is the benefit? What are you trying to do? Well, I'm trying to be safe. Well, I don't want to offend people. Well, I don't want to be called overdramatic. Well, I don't want to be judged. Well, what is the why behind the playing small? And let's just let's just define that for a second. What do I even mean by playing small? Everything is the same. Everything is nice. Everything is speaker version. Everything is slick. Everything is polished. Everything sounds like this, which really sounds beautiful, but it is very contained. It is within the walls of a box. Do you hear the difference in that? Do you hear the difference in how I show up for you? This is who I am. People will tell you. A lot of my students, I've had the opportunity to meet them in person, or they met me at a workshop or something, and then they did my group. Or they worked with me, and then I came and spoke at a conference they were at. And they will tell you that this is always who I am. There is a difference in the full expression of where I'm coming from, who I am, what I've been through, where I'm going. And this, this is a different voice. This is a, here is my performance voice. Here is my slick voice. And I talked about this when I did the episode on performance voice. That is playing small. It's not risky. It is controlled. And anyone that has a control issue is probably going to try to control how much expression comes out. And that is playing small. So now we go back to why. Why are you playing small? Are you worried what I'm going to think about you? Are you worried about judgment? Are you worried about too much? So this means we have to go back to psychology of the voice. What are the stories you're working from? Is one of the stories, why do you have to be so big? Why do you have to be larger than life? Why do you have to be so expressive? Why does everything have to be about you? I don't know, but we always want to look at why. And we always want to look at psychology of the voice. And then we want to look at where are you working from? What are you hiding behind? Where are you working from? Could be I have to be professional and I can't let people in. That's a mask that you're hiding behind. What is the benefit of containment? What is the benefit of small. In the last episode, I talked about leaving money on the table, leaving people behind. You're doing the exact same thing by playing small. Just like when you have that tone of idiocracy in your voice, when you play small, it's not enough anymore. It's not enough to hook me. It's not enough to grab me. It's not enough for me to go, yes, that's the one. The slick, beautiful, polished, smaller voice can make me interested in listening to you, but it's not going to be enough. And some of you have that performance voice, which is playing small, but some of you have something even smaller, which is nobody really wants to hear me. I'm going to just be neutral. 
I'm going to keep everybody happy. I'm not going to rock the boat. I'm not going to let you hear the full expression of me because you might not like that. Everything is very, very small or very performance, but it is all contained. And it is that containment that I feel in my chest when you do it. And this is all a trick of the subconscious. The subconscious has tricked you into believing it is not safe to express yourself. Now, I always walk this really fine line between raw negative emotion and full expression of all the shades of you. And it gets really confusing to a lot of people. And I really divide it out and break it down in my program because it gives me an opportunity to show examples. Raw negative emotion, we do really need to be careful about. It's all in where it is coming from. So let me give you an example here. And I'm kind of going off on a side tangent, but that's okay. In the last episode, I talked about the sounds that were costing you. So let's say I have no time. Let me see which one I want to work with because I'm going off a side tangent. And so I'm thinking this up in the moment. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with you can't get anything done. So I get a tone like this. This is raw emotion. Your subconscious doesn't want to hear it because it's an attack on you. Now, playing small, I wouldn't do that. I would say, now, this is what's happening here. You're not doing X, Y, Z. There's a disconnect there. Can you feel that? So there's a middle, and that middle is I might express a frustration and volume so that we identify that together. So your subconscious goes, oh, yeah, she gets your frustration. Yep, that, yeah, she gets it. But your subconscious might not let you go there because your subconscious has you playing small because people might not like it if you express that frustration. So you don't. Because we kind of have this either or thing going. Either I'm really tongue lashing somebody or everything is nice, right? And it all goes back to the subconscious. It all goes back to psychology of the voice stories. It all goes back to masks. It all goes back to you buying into the lies of the mind and believing that it is not safe to show up as who you really are. So you're working from the wrong information. You're believing the wrong information. You're thinking you have to utilize words and you have to utilize small so as to not rock the boat. You have to worry about judgment. You have to keep things neutral. You don't. Playing small is exhausting because you know you are capable of more. And you are just afraid to go there because you are working off of false proof that it is not going to work for you, that it is going to work against you. And I'm going to sit right here and tell you, I've got a lot of counter proof. That is what is costing you. Costing you money, costing you business, costing you inner freedom costing you the ability to command the space, to be more visible. And what about this? What if, so you've bought into all these 
lies of the mind, all this fear of judgment, all this, I have to play small nonsense. What if, tell me if you've thought about this, your people were looking for a bigger version of you. People want to hear that you get what they've been through and you are where they want to go. It wouldn't work for my business for me to have a performance voice, which is the way a lot of people teach. Everything is polished and beautiful and fabulous and gorgeous. Wouldn't work. It wouldn't work for me to play safe and neutral and not be the full expression of myself because I am larger than life. I am overdramatic. It wouldn't work for me to play everything neutral because I don't want to be too much for anybody because people that come here want to know that I get where they've been and trust me, I do, and that I'm where they want to go, which is the real version of themselves, the authentic show up, stop pretending, don't be on fake version of what they've been told to be. They want to show up and be real because they're smart enough to know that that is the only way now. That is the only way now. That is where we are at. Slick, polished, small. The data shows me if you stay on that, it ain't going to work. It isn't going to work in 2022. I have watched over this last week. Now I've been tracking the data for a while. And I, I know I keep saying I'm going to do a whole episode on that and I will. But just in the last two weeks, just today, somebody sent me an email about something Seth Godin. If you follow him, huge following. He posted something about how critical voice was. Your real voice. I saw something this week about video. That if you're not doing video in 2022, don't even bother showing up. I'm going off on another side tangent. Safety does not tell me who you are. Playing small does not tell me who you are. Playing small, it's nice. It's, I can listen to it for a while, but there's no movement in it. There's no connection in it. There's no emotional connection in it. I need to know who you are, all the shades of you. And all the shades of you requires, the expression of that requires that you play big. So really, it gets to the point where you're going to have to take ownership of your choice. Ooh, that probably did not go over very well. But you're going to have to take ownership. If you continue to keep playing small when there is a way out, when there is, and the only way out is through, there are not enough gimmicks, there are not enough blog posts, there are not enough avoidance, there is not enough playing the same note, there is not enough let me practice more BS nonsense to equal showing up as the real version of you, which is playing big. When you play big, we can hear who you are. When you play big, we can hear what you say. What are the shades that you are playing? 
What is the experience you are creating? Is it about the words? Is it about getting it right? Is it about controlling the outcome? Is it about avoiding judgment? Is it about playing nice? Is it about not rocking the boat? How's that working for you? That's what my mother used to say all the time. Kind of made me crazy when she would say it. How's that working for you? I need to know where you've been. I need to know where you are. I need to know who you are, how you will serve me, how you will connect with me. I have to be connected with you. I don't even have to like you. I have to know you. And that's not in the deep, dark details. I always think it's so funny that people don't really know much about me. They know the things that I've brought up. They know maybe five or six things, but they don't really know me, but they feel like they know me. And it is because of that playing big. People are stunned when they find out how shy I am. Sometimes I play that because it's a part of who I am. But I usually just play the, I just play big. I just play the other shades. But that shyness is a part of me. Being silenced is a part of me. I I show up with those, but they are not the place that I work from. And even in showing those bits that I'm shy, that sometimes I'm unsure, even playing those shades is playing big because I might not want you to know that. I might not want you to know that I'm uncomfortable in this moment, but I show up and play that moment. And when I say play, y'all, I'm not meaning like acting. When I say play, I mean, I'm letting you see who I am. I'm playing big. I'm letting you see that shy part. I'm letting you know that I'm uncomfortable in this uncomfortable moment. And I'm not really sure what to do with it because none of it is a negative to me. And that is part of the problem is the lies of the mind, the subconscious to keep you safe has turned it into a negative and it's not. Playing big is a positive. It is the through way out. Something just popped into my head. That's why I paused. I was thinking about this person that I know of that I've actually, I've worked with them before as a student. And I'd never listened to his podcast and I listened to it yesterday morning. Playing small. Time's up. You can be radically successful. You can be radically happy. You can love the people you work with. There's more. So it really just depends on, are you okay with status quo? Are you okay with not as much inner freedom or confidence? Are you okay with not fully commanding the space? Are you okay with not touching all the lives that you're here to touch? Maybe it's time to rock the boat. I'm looking for sounds. I'm looking for connection. I'm looking for emotional connection. Will I find them in you? Or is that playing small working against you? You know, I figured this out and I've told you all this before. I was fascinated with the idea of why does the certain actor that gets cast get cast? 
because when I was an actor, it used to really freak me out. I would go into the casting call and you'd look around the room and everybody looked like you. It was really freaky. And, you know, if everybody's equally talented, if everybody's got the equal experience, everybody looks the same. What is it that causes the one to get cast? So later down the line, I've directed plays all over the world and this, this stayed on my mind. And then when I was teaching in New York, there were a lot of casting directors in the building. And I thought, you know, I'm going to do a research study and find out why the casting director casts the one that they cast, because I believed by this point, voice played a part in it. And what I discovered was, yes, chemistry plays a part in it. Yes, talent plays a part in it. Yes, experience plays a part in it. Yes, sometimes who you know plays a part in it. But extensively, casting directors are listening for a sound. And I knew that because when I directed plays and when I coached actors, I could always hear the sounds of what the character was supposed to sound like. And I would direct the actors towards creating those sounds. And that's why the plays that I directed, the plays that I wrote, the plays that I were in, all were award-winning around voice because I could hear the voice. I could hear the way that actor needed, that character needed to sound. And what I discovered in that study with those casting directors was, yes, they were looking for a sound. The producer indicated what they were looking for and a sound was formulated in the casting director's mind and they were trying to find a match. In further extensive research, I discovered that ideal clients are looking for a vocal match too. They want to hear that you get them. They want to hear that you can relate to them. They want to hear how you're going to coach them. They want to hear where you are now. And they hear all of that from your voice. And playing small limits that every single sound of it. I would suspect, I don't know this because I haven't researched it, and I generally really own what I know for a fact to be true, which is researched, either my own research or science's research that I have really looked into. I have not researched this, but I would suspect the same holds true for professionals, professionals looking for jobs, professionals looking for certain people to work with them or for them. In fact, I just recently worked with somebody who came to work with me because she was not getting the jobs that she wanted. And I knew what sound they were looking for. And I had to plug that in. They're looking for a sound. And playing small keeps you in a container that they very well may not be looking for. And they will move on because they are seeking a sound. I'm going to do a whole episode on the shifts going into 2022, probably right before the end of the year. It's time to play big. Time's up. Tick tock, tick tock, time's up. You have to play big. You have to 
do it scared, get help, rewrite the stories, change the voice habits. We've got to get new proof that playing big is actually safe. And the best part, it's really fun. So I want you to think about that. Are you playing small? And how's that working for you? As my mom would say. All right, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Great to have you with me today. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Get out there and play big. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.